Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Orange Juice Optional. And if you think I'm stalling before introducing my co-host, I kind of am. Because if you remember last time we talked to her, she was really crabby. So I don't know what I'm going to get today. So with caution, I'm going to say, hi, Suzanne. Hey, Michelle. I'm in a great mood today. I feel great. How, how are you feeling today? I am doing great, I think. Like it changes minute by minute or hour by hour. Yeah. It's just been a, a weird summer. It has, hasn't it? I mean. Yeah. Like I, I don't even know how to describe it, but hey, it's life. It's after 2020. So maybe we'll just blame it on that. I think we have a good year of using that. It's life after COVID. <laughs> although, although it seems that COVID is creeping its way back into our lives, but we'll get on to that. I think we should tell everyone who's listening that we pre-recorded several podcasts and then we both went our separate ways, sort of, because we were both in Alaska for the same time. And, and so we haven't actually had been together in like three weeks, right? I know we haven't really even talked because I knew you were doing family stuff, family reunions, and then I was helping Colton move also. So it's been a really crazy three weeks, but here we are reuniting on this podcast. We haven't talked for three weeks, really. I know. So now we're going to just spend this podcast catching up and finding out why our summers have been so crazy. Yes. And I don't even know where to begin. I guess I'll begin with this. Do not use those nasty words that COVID is creeping back in. I do know it's true, but I am in denial of it still. Well, I am too, but with all of the travels that Jeff and I have had the last three weeks and the fact that we have come in close proximity to COVID several times in our travels and we are both vaccinated and knock on wood, neither one of us has gotten sick, but yeah, it's always a little bit disconcerting when you know you've been exposed (laughs) and it's like, gosh darn it, that vaccine better work. Yeah, we're hanging a lot of hopes on something that took only a couple months to develop, but I'm with you right there. I'm hoping that it holds and that we do another turnaround here again, going positive direction away from COVID, away from 2020. Exactly. So You just helped Colton move from Arizona to Colorado so he could start his new job. How did that go? Well, before we get into that, I think everyone's really curious about how your refrigerator went. I mean, I know that's old history for you, but you were pretty frustrated about it. So did you get your refrigerator? Is it installed? Is it working correctly? What is going on with that? Well, I'm glad you asked. And yes, I had forgotten because, you know, when you have been traveling, it feels like it has been a lifetime ago that I was dealing with something that was so important to me that day. And then you move to the next place and you literally forget about the refrigerator situation or anything else going on. And then you move to the next situation and you forget about life in the previous. And then you get back to your world and it's like, wow, God, that seems like a lifetime ago. But they did find my refrigerator and I got very frustrated with them because he said, yeah, a new shipment came in and your refrigerator got buried in the back of the warehouse. So we had to move all of the new stuff 
to get to your refrigerator, which tells me that my refrigerator actually had been sitting there for a while because it was buried in the back. Right. And it tells me that they didn't really look very well before calling to tell you that it was lost. And then when they told you they found it, they're trying to blame it on the fact that it was buried. Right. And I'm thinking, if you had my refrigerator in the back of your warehouse, why did it not get installed sooner? Why did I have to wait six months for it? But that's beside the point. So he called the scheduling manager after a lot of back and forth conversations with him. He called me about four. Was it nasty, Suzanne? Did you get nasty and ugly? (laughs) It got pretty ugly. And I'll tell you how it ended that day because I was leaving the next morning to go on this three-week trip. And I thought, okay, I could schedule this for three weeks down the road. But he called me at about 4, 4.30. And where I live in Arizona, in Scottsdale, I am way north. I am not easy to get to by any means for anyone installing anything. And at 4, 4.30, he said, you know, we found it. It's on the truck. We can be there first thing tomorrow morning to install it. And I said, you know what? (laughs) I'm leaving first thing tomorrow morning, so you can't come. And I said, you have two options. (laughs) You can come tonight and install it, or you can give me my money back tonight. (laughs) Your choice. And I said, and those are your only two options, (laughs) money back or install tonight. So they got to my house about 6 p.m. that night. And it was installed. It And it took those poor installers about three hours to take out the old refrigerator and put in the new refrigerator. And I was very grateful to those installers because it wasn't their fault. No. Did you tip them? <laughs> no. <laughs> You're still kind of mad. Yeah. The tip should have come from the company in the form of overtime or double time. Yeah. And they were, they were, super nice and super apologetic when they got here. And they said, we get it. You've been waiting a long time and everyone needs a refrigerator. And so it was all fine and good, but I didn't even have time because by the time they left my house, I was pushing 10 o'clock at night. I had to leave the next morning. So I didn't even have time to put anything in the new refrigerator, except a pint of half and half and a bottle of wine for when I got back. Well, you got to remember the priorities there before you leave. That's right. Well, I found it so fascinating. And this is a part you didn't share with the listeners last time that you shared the price of the refrigerator, which was astronomical $18,000. And the fact that you had put down a deposit for half back when you ordered it. You forgot to share the fact that the day they originally scheduled it for before they lost it, they made you pay that balance. So then you were even into it more at that point committed. And I was like, wow, yeah, I would have been furious. Right. Because the company that I bought it from, that's their policy. Before they come out to install it, you have to pay the balance. But then if it's their screw up, then they still have my money and my refrigerator. So yeah, it's a company that I probably won't work with again in the future just because, yeah, it was such a mess such a, I won't even say what I was going to say, but yeah, it was not you worth- You were probably going to say a clusterfuck and that's- that, That's exactly what I was going to say because, well, and this is the other thing because they had to come out and measure the space because as I think I explained, the refrigerator freezer came with the house. We didn't pick it, but it was custom made for the space 
you know, it's a built in custom. So we had no options. We had to get exactly the same refrigerator, which as a designer now in the future, I will always tell my clients, you know what? I think you don't need that cool custom looking refrigerator just because when you have to replace it, you don't want to be stuck with that price tag. But what happened was they measured, they said, yep, this is, you know, and it's a shallow depth refrigerator because it's, it's built in and there's a bathroom behind the wall that it's on. So I was like, okay, well, this, these are the constraints. I have to get this one. So when they pulled the old refrigerator out, guess what we found? Two extra feet of space behind the refrigerator freezer. So, so I go for the dead animal and you go for the extra space. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what to expect. Yeah. Well, which says I could have gotten a full size, you know, the depth. I could have gotten that in that space, but it was in there widthwise so tightly that they couldn't see that there was two feet behind it. So I paid all of that money for a refrigerator I didn't even like. And I could have gotten what I wanted because the two feet were there to begin with. And so it was all one big, yeah, nightmare. But I have a refrigerator. I have a freezer. They look identical to the one that was 20 years old that they hauled out of here. And it is what it is. And I'm $20,000 basically poorer than I was before I bought this one. But the silver lining is you have a cold bottle of wine in the fridge for you waiting at your beck and call. Whenever you want it, you just walk over there and get it cold, chilled. Yep. Done. Yeah. And it really is unfortunate for the company that you worked with because you are an interior designer and you do a lot of projects and not using them that cut their revenue. So, well, yeah, I'm sure they could care less, but, but yep. It's like not worth my time or money to do that. They were not an easy company to work for or work with. Right. Well, Yay for Suzanne. Yay for the refrigerator. <laughs> yes. So what can I ask you about other than moving Colton? Well, you know, that was kind of a big project and it went okay. I won't say it went completely smoothly. It never does, does it? But no, no. And yeah, I showed up in Flagstaff on Colton's birthday. He turned 24. And he was so incredibly funny because he was like, I'm getting old, mom. I am 24. I am no longer early 20s. I'm now mid 20s. And I'm like, okay, buddy, I don't want to hear it after just turning 50. You've yeah. got a lot of time ahead of you. So that was kind of funny. It was a hectic, hectic week. I got there and he had done a little bit of planning and packing. It's not like he was going to take much. It was his clothes, some things from the kitchen, some miscellaneous other things. Oh, and of course, his big screen TV because he wouldn't want to leave that behind, right? Well, I would say that's a priority. It sure was for him. Yeah. <laughs> that and his Xbox and everything else. Yeah, you could care less. But anyhow, so when I got to the apartment, I was overwhelmed when I walked in because there were clothes piles everywhere. And it wasn't a very big space. So it really did feel like everywhere. And I just jumped right in it. And every piece of clothing, I would pick up and say, donate, trash or keep. And 
we did that throughout the whole pile. But it was so funny because at one point he started saying, I'd be like, donate trash or keep. He's like, that doesn't really spark joy. So (laughs) I love that. I love that. I love that. Right. And on that note, I'm going to let you finish your story, but I have to step in here because one of my goals when I was in Anchorage this time, I was there for 10 days, was to go through my closet in Anchorage because I figure I haven't been there in two years and I don't miss anything in my closet. So I'm getting rid of everything that doesn't spark joy. And do you know, I probably have 10 pieces of clothing left in Anchorage. I got rid of everything. <laughs> I have nothing. Really? Left. Yep. And I donated it all to Goodwill. And it felt so cleansing. I have, I probably have 300 empty hangers now hanging in my closet in Anchorage, because I got rid of everything. And all of those beautiful shoes that I buy, hoping that my feet will get smaller, I got rid of all of them. I only kept the ones that fit me today, because my feet are never going to get smaller. Okay, you're <laughs> cracking me up. Just by that off chance, they shrink a size or two. You well, I've spent my whole life. I have ridiculously wide feet, and I have a ridiculously high arch, and so it is extremely difficult to find shoes that I can actually wear. But I have a love affair with shoes. There is nothing I like to buy more than shoes. And they never fit my feet. I have spent hundreds and hundreds of dollars on shoes that I have never worn because they don't fit my feet. <laughs> and, and you were very hopeful in the moment. In, you got in, caught up in that yes, moment. It happens to me all the time. And it's like, okay, I think if they stretch out or I think if I stretch them or if, you know, maybe they'll feel better if my feet aren't swollen. You know, my feet are never swollen. They're just big. So I do. I have hundreds of dollars worth of shoes that are now so, someone at Goodwill is getting such a bargain on my unused shoes because it's like, this is stupid. I'm getting rid of all of these shoes. All they're doing is taking up shelf space. But you can think of it this way too. How much joy are you sparking in the lives of people you don't even know? Oh, you are so right. I love that. Okay. Tell me if you want to get back to your Colton and moving him story, because that sparks some another thing in my mind that we have to talk about. Well, you can talk about it. Okay. Well, I'm following up on something that you suggested we do in one of our previous podcasts, where you said we should just randomly compliment people. Just right. Yeah. Yes. Random eye contact. Say something nice about them. Yes. Or to them. Say something. Or to them. Right. So I also picked up this little habit that I just thought, instead of thinking it in my mind and not saying it out loud, I thought every time I think something nice about someone, I'm going to tell them. Okay, now, I don't do it very often, so that must mean I don't have a lot of nice thoughts about people. But when I do, I've started saying it out loud to strangers. Yeah, I love that. How's it going? And it is the most fun thing ever because there is nothing better than making someone feel good. Making someone feel good. Okay. And I'll give you a perfect example. I got on an elevator in Anchorage and this woman got on 
and she was wearing blinged out Crocs on her feet. I mean, they were the sparkliest, shiniest Crocs I've ever seen. I think they call that bedazzled, or maybe that is like an old term, like aging me. Right. Well, these were as bedazzled as they could possibly be. And, you know, she was probably late 30s, early 40s, and she was just rocking it. I mean, she loved those. And normally, I would be like, hmm. But I could tell that she was very happy wearing them. And I said, I said, wow, those are great. And do you know, she talked for five minutes. She followed me off of the elevator and told me how much she loved her Crocs and how good they made her feel. And all she wanted to hear was someone just patting her on the back and saying, those are great. And she felt so good. So you know what the moral of my story is, is telling people nice things that make them feel good makes me feel good. And that's why I'm in such a good mood now, because I have practiced this for the last three weeks, and I am having so much fun with it. And everything I'm saying is genuine. I'm not making things up. You know, it's only when it pops into my head, it's now coming out of my mouth. You have jumped the gun on me on this one. Like, I do say nice things to people when I think about it. And one example I can give is recently, I was, of course, in the McDonald's drive-thru going in to get my Diet Coke. And the lady who took my money reached her hand out. And they're not nails I would wear because they were very pointy and a unique color. But I like the color. And so I said to her, I love the color of your nail polish. And I am sure she looked at me because she didn't really smile or anything. She's just like, oh, thanks. I was like thinking, wow, she probably thinks I was not being genuine or sincere. Or maybe, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Contra, no, that's not the right word. But, you know, like it wasn't coming from a genuine point, but it really was. I really did love the color. And for her, it worked. For me, it wouldn't work, but for her and her age, it did. So I just didn't want her to think I was being fake or being like a brat. Right. Well, and you know what? It's like, if that's what she thinks, then that's on her. We're still trying to make someone feel good about themselves when we genuinely compliment them. And it doesn't take much because I've done that too, where I've seen a great nail color. I just said it to someone yesterday too, because I did love her nail color. And I said, God, I love your nail color. And she was just so pleased. And it's like, how can such a tiny little compliment make someone's day? It's like, I love this. I love this new part of me. I love it. Okay. Well, challenge accepted. And yes. going to start. I do do it, but I'm going to start doing it more because I think the conversation was now that we can see people's faces and see how they react and we can see them smile or engage with us to say something nice to them or about what they're wearing or, you know, a compliment is a really nice thing. It is. And I think it can flip their day if they're having a bad day. I think a compliment can flip their day. And I just think that's what we need to be doing. But I'm emphasizing, I only do it when it's genuine. I don't just toss out compliments just to make, you know, I genuinely am complimenting them whenever I say something. But it's been life-changing for me because it's like, I can't believe how good it makes me feel. Even if they don't accept the compliment graciously, it still makes me feel good that I said it out loud. Well, Suzanne, I love 
that you took this challenge for me and you ran with it and that you are finding that it brings you joy as well as the people that you are complimenting. So that makes me feel really good also. Well, thank you. I'm going to take that as a compliment too, because I'm just in a good mood today. I know you must have complimented (laughs) a storm before this podcast recording. (laughs) Okay. So get back to Colton and the move, because you were talking about how you went through all of his clothes and he started saying, well, that's not sparking any joy. So let's get rid of it. Right. So we got everything packed up to leave. And then it came to the time that the apartment had to be cleaned. And it was a college apartment. That's all I'm going to say. And that's probably enough said. But, you know, once we jumped into it, it wasn't a very big space. So it went a lot quicker than I thought. So then we hit the road. And, you know, you might be on to something about road trips because the drive into Utah was absolutely gorgeous. And then the drive into Colorado the next day was quite spectacular also. I'm telling you, I am I am all over these road trips. I just think they are so much fun. And you're just seeing places that we usually just fly over to get to our destination. And these road trips are great. Right. And I am seeing a motor home caravan sometime in our future. Gosh, wouldn't that be fun? That would be a lot of fun. So I'm going to suggest that to Rob and Jeff the next time that we're all together. So <laughs> Yeah, who's driving though? <laughs> well, Rob can drive ours and Jeff can drive yours, or I know you like to drive, so you can drive yours if you want. Well, yeah, we'll, we'll cross that bridge, I guess, when we come to it. <laughs> I would suggest sharing a motorhome, but you don't share. So two is good. Two is good. So my son, Eric, had to go to somewhere in no man's land in Oregon for his one of his college friend's weddings. He was one of the groomsmen in the wedding. And it was seriously in the middle of nowhere. So he and his buddies from school had gotten a VRBO. And that was their plan where they were going to stay out in the boonies with no towns around. And like two weeks before he had to leave for the wedding, the owner of the VRBO pulled out and said, you know, something's come up, refunded their money, but then they were stuck with nowhere to stay. And it was quite a dilemma because the closest town was about an hour and 40 minutes away from where this wedding was. And you know what people do when they're at weddings, you know, they have a good time, they probably drink too much, and no one wanted to risk driving. So they were in a real dilemma. But did you know that you there are RVs that are VRBOs? I had no idea. And I think this this idea is genius. So he and my other son called around, did some research, and found two or three companies in Oregon that rent their RVs as VRBOs. And they ended up renting one from an individual, not from a company. He had his RV. He drove it to the venue and dropped it off in the parking lot of the venue. So my son and his four roommates from college shared this RV VRBO in the parking lot of the venue. Genius. And it was a beautiful RV. It slept seven comfortably, but they only had five in the RV. So they had lots of room. It had a shower. It had two bathrooms in this RV. It was great. 
And they didn't have to drive it and they didn't have to drive anywhere after the wedding. I thought this is such a great idea. Wow. And problem solved. That is a wonderful idea. I never would have thought of that. I know. And it, and it was, it was less expensive than doing a, you know, a house VRBO. They got a really good price for it. And people are really thinking outside the box these days. Yeah, that's really clever. About as clever as we get at my house. And this was actually Rob's idea because we were trying to get a rental car while Cameron was here visiting. (laughs) And it was beyond impossible. We finally did end up at the last minute getting one, but that's beside the point of what I'm trying to say here. I'm getting (laughs) off track. But Rob, while we were looking and couldn't get a rental car, he's like, call U-Haul, rent one of their pickup trucks. And I'm like, that's brilliant. And I'm sure everybody is thinking of that idea because I do see a lot of U-Haul pickup trucks driving around town. That's a really good idea. Well, my sister-in-law who had to come to Anchorage had the same problem. She couldn't get a rental car anywhere. And there is a VRBO of rental cars too, where you can just rent someone's car. If you sign up for this, I don't even know Called what the... Torah or something. I, I can't remember the exact name, but yeah, yeah, we looked into that also, the possibility, but the cars were super, super expensive. Well, because they can be, <laughs> because there are no rental cars in Alaska. But yeah, the U-Haul, that was a really good idea. I would have never thought of that. Leave it to Rob. He's always thinking outside of the box. He's a problem solver. Yes, he is. Yes. So one thing I found interesting and on this road trip I didn't consider is we arrived in Utah on a Sunday night. So I was completely sure that I wasn't going to get a glass of wine or a glass of champagne. But in the hotel, I got one. The bar was open and I was so happy. I, I think I might have done a little a little dance at that point because I it had been a long drive. And I will say 10 years in a car with someone 26 years younger than yourself. Um, there could be a little bit of a battle over music, but you know, he was pretty respectful about it. And so I just kind of went with it as long as it wasn't too loud. I tried not to ask too many questions. Uh, but it still was, you know, five and a half hours in the car that day. And I got my champagne when we arrived. So I was super happy. And I was also happy because at that point, Colton said to me, you know, mom, you didn't annoy me half as much as I thought you were going to today. <laughs> but all that changed. Oh, all wow. oh, it did. We actually got to Denver because, you know, in the time of COVID, you do a lot of um, tours, virtual tours when looking for apartments. And let's just say the apartment didn't exactly fit the pictures online. Uh Uh-oh. Yeah. I think I would have been okay because the apartment had new carpet. It had fairly new paint, but the location of it overlooks the parking lot, which, okay, I would be fine with that, but it's right above the underground parking facility And it looks like it's barred up. It looks super sketchy out there. Yeah, I wanted him to have a view of the pool or a side street. But no, he's got this view that completely traumatized me. As a mom, I felt like 
how can I even leave him here? Even though it's a fairly safe neighborhood, he just got like the worst view. So that put me in a bad mood. He's freaking out because he didn't realize that moving out of Flagstaff would happen so quickly. Like he had the date on the calendar, but then he was missing his friends and this is a new change. And he gets to this apartment and all he has is a TV. So yeah, it was a very stressful day. I went to bed with a headache and Again, something I didn't consider in this move where you have to go buy furniture is that in the time of COVID, nothing's in stock, <laughs> nothing. So that first day we went to get him a mattress and they're like, yeah, you can't deliver it to you for 10 to 12 days. And I'm like, what? I, I was so upset, but you know, I, I'm keeping my cool or trying to keep my cool and they said, we do have these mattresses over here that come in a box and you can probably move it yourself. So that's what we ended up doing. Uh, uh, but I ended up spending about $600 more than I would have had they been able to deliver it then because I didn't care about the price at that point. I'm like done with this. Right. And um, yeah, we found the same thing at the furniture store the next day. Half the things were out of stock. So we found things in stock, but still they couldn't deliver before I left. So he's got two camping chairs and a mattress inside his apartment right now. <laughs> yeah. Well, being in the retail industry that I'm in, I should have warned you that that would be the case because it is- Yeah, wing woman. Where were you? Universal, across the board, doesn't matter where you're at, who you are, nothing is in stock. Everything is sold out, back ordered. You know, everything that they used to say would take four to six weeks they, now takes 12 to 14 weeks, if you're lucky. Although I have to say, when I got back to my store after being gone, everyone was amazed about how much stock we had for the summer because the summer months are pretty lean months. So you kind of back off on your inventory. But all of my back orders from COVID year have started to just show up. So I feel like the log jam of cargo ships has, someone has broken loose and they have started unloading all of these cargo ships because I have back orders showing up from a year ago. And some vendors will call and say, hey, do you still want this? But most vendors don't risk me saying, no, I don't want it anymore. And they just ship it. <laughs> and so, yeah, I have a ton of stock in my store right now. Oh, well, that's a good thing and an overwhelming thing, I'm sure. It is. It is. So I, yeah, that was just beyond devastating for me because I'm the type, I want everything in its place before I leave. So I know exactly what the setup is for my kids. Right. <laughs> So I, I couldn't achieve that. So I think that'll mean a trip back to Denver, maybe in September. But going to Walmart, which was crazy busy, I actually felt like I was entering a shopping mall because I could actually take something out with me back to the apartment. <laughs> so we got all of those things done. Oh, that's good. Yeah, that, that made me happy. So I never thought I would say I'd get that excited about going into a Walmart or a Target, but I did. Well, that is pretty fun. And so now he's all moved in. He's ready to start his new job because he starts next week. Well, it got postponed. It got pushed oh. back a week. Oh. And so the plan was always 
at the end of the week when I was there in Denver, we would fly back to Alaska together. So he's currently in Alaska right oh, now. Oh, nice. Uh, he hasn't been here for three years. And so he's hanging out with his friends and going to his old favorite places, Moose's Tooth, of course, being probably the top and visiting family. So it's been really nice. And it's been really nice being around that young energy and his best friend from here is also in town. And you know what? They are actually cleaning up after themselves. Holy cow. Yeah. Right before this podcast, they came upstairs and got the vacuum so they could vacuum. I'm like, what? What happened? You guys grew up on me, but I like it. Yeah. No kidding. That's impressive. So that was kind of a long story, but I'm not going to just blame my story for it taking so much time because you did interrupt a lot. (laughs) (laughs) I did interrupt as I do. And I go off on tangents. I think that's already been established that that's how we communicate, that you start a story, I interrupt, I go off on tangents, and then we circle back around. So Suzanne, with like all this talk about Colton and our circling around and going off on other things, I haven't even had a chance to ask you yet about what's going on in your life about the reunion and how everything went? Oh, everything was great. Well, first, when we were in Alaska, my niece got married. And so we had sort of a family reunion at that wedding in Anchorage. Beautiful setting. The weather was, eh, you know, typical Alaska eh, wedding or eh, weather. But, you know, just so fun to come together with all of the people you know. And just celebrate something together. Yeah, that shared history and that now making history. So that's cool. Yeah. So that was very fun. And wedding was beautiful. And everything about that was great. But then we went on to South Haven, Michigan, which is on the lake, uh, lakes of Lake Michigan. And we had at the peak, we had 48 family members come together and it was magical. For lack of a better word, it was magical. You know, these are people that, uh, you know, are from the age of 87 down to the age of Logan, who was there one and a half. And four generations of extended family who've been getting together for the same week every year for since 1976 was the first year we got together for the lake. I think I had said 1968, but that's when we started our Thanksgiving tradition. 1976 was the first year we all came together at the lake. And, you know, that's the thing about family and good friends. And family, it's a little different because, you know, you don't know if they'd be your friends if they weren't your family. But our family, we come together and it's like the last time we were together. You know, you just pick up where you left off and you're at ease and you're comfortable and everything is good. And so it was fantastic. And the weather was perfect. I mean, the weather couldn't have been any better. So it was just an incredible week. Yes, everything came together so you could celebrate and just enjoy yourself. And I did see several of the um, generational pictures that you posted on Facebook. I thought that was really cool. And then the group shot. So I'm glad that you got to do that. And I know it was important this year because an aunt had recently passed and right. you were all hoping to get together before, you know, something like that happened. And I'm sure it was a great time to reflect on stories of her too and bring her presence forward. It was, and she was missed. You know, we, we felt her absence, but it was still 
great. It was still, you know, her children came. And so we were all together and it was great. Yeah. And you got to show off that grandson of yours too. Oh, right. And uh, the love of my life. I know I say it all the time, but he is. Finally, right. After all these months Uh, of him. I know. Being kept so close because of COVID. Now he can meet everyone. And that's so cool. It is. It's just so much fun. And he's, you know, it takes some, but I think that's typical with any kid. It just takes some time for them to get used to new faces and people they don't know and different surroundings, but uh, just such a delight to have around. Love him. He's great. Even though he, he calls Jeff, who is grandpa, he calls him Ty. We don't know why, but he calls him Ty. But now every time Logan sees me, he says, Ty, 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 like I'm supposed to know where Ty is. And it's like, wait, <laughs> have I, oh. am I taking second fiddle to Ty? <laughs> because every time he I <laughs> bet that is ticking you off. Yeah. It's like, what happened to grandma? <laughs> it's like, let's talk yes. to grandma and not talk about Ty. <laughs> yeah. That's like your worst nightmare coming true. <laughs> I know. But he loves his grandpa. He loves his grandpa and his grandpa's truck. Yes. Well, maybe you can go sit in the truck with him. I do. I go sit in the truck with him and he still says, Ty, Ty, we're Ty. Okay. You need to bring bring out the ice cream again. I know, right? I need to, yeah, I need to butter him up with something. Hey, I'm not against bribes. Yeah, no. And and Katie and Matt came um, for a couple days and he started saying Katie. So he'd say, hi, Katie. Hi, Katie. Hi, Katie. <laughs> Which was oh. very fun. And my um, sister-in-law came from Greensboro and she would play peekaboo with him. So every time she'd come in the room, he'd go, boo, <laughs> boo. So when he starts calling her boo, you're going to know where that comes from because it's the game they play together. Yep. And I think that's what he's going to call her is boo, because that's what every time she'd come in, he'd go boo. <laughs> oh, I know I'm boring everyone with all of my grandson stories, but oh, so great. And I'm sure you're missing him now because now you're back in Arizona and probably jumping right back into the store and actually everything else you have going on. Yep. And someone asked me yesterday, it's like, now how many people are in your house right now? And I said, one, that's me. I'm the only one. It's an empty house. You must be enjoying the quiet though, just a little bit. Yeah. I love the quiet. I'm busy with the store, so I don't have a lot of downtime, which is a good thing because I wouldn't like it as much if I had too much downtime, but um, I'm loving it. So. Right. And now that you have a refrigerator that works and can chill beverages, it might be time for me to come for a visit yes. here sometime soon. Yes, I think so. And I also have a dishwasher because I don't know, the refrigerator kind of didn't let me talk about the dishwasher that was also broken that I also ordered. I ordered that in April. It was supposed to be installed June 1st and that got delayed to July 24th. <laughs> so... I now have a dishwasher installed too that works. So I was without a refrigerator and a dishwasher. I'm like without words. I was trying to think of something really clever to say, but oh, I guess I should have said, good thing you read all those Laura Ingalls Wilder books because you could 
adapt to living. (laughs) True. I did wash dishes, which is rare for me, but I washed a lot of dishes. Well, when it needs to be done, it's better than looking at a dirty pile of dishes. It is. Unless you're a college student and you just graduated and they don't seem to bug you. (laughs) (laughs) It's going to take you a while to get past your experience moving Colton, I can tell. (laughs) Yeah, you know, I... I realized on that trip that I do need to step back a little, that he'll live how he wants to live. And I just hope at some point that it moves from, you know, college life to professional life, which it will, which it will. It absolutely will. I'm a control freak and I like things done in my timeline and I got to let it go. I get it. Yeah, he will. He'll figure it out and he'll, he will learn how to live the way you want him to live. (laughs) Well, let's not get carried away there. Actually, just as long as they're happy. That's what all I, you know, at the end of the day want for any of them is to be happy and safe and successful in their life with the people and what they choose to do, whatever they choose to do. Right. So on that note, how are the bride and groom doing? They've been married for two months now. Have they settled into married life? I believe so. And I will have an update on that in the next episode because they are flying to town tomorrow. Oh, fun. They are having an Alaska reception up here on the 1st of August. So, oh my gosh, it's coming up quick. Yeah, I'm so so excited to catch up and hear how things have been going and just to see their faces and their smiles because I'm sure they're going to be super excited to be back home too. They will be. That's so fun. And our dogs are coming too. I was just going to ask that. I was going to ask about the dogs. When do they arrive? They arrive on Tuesday next week. And so we just need to get a few things. And yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready to go for these walks because I've been kind of afraid of bears still. And uh, yeah, I don't like going by myself. So I'll have my dogs with me. There have been a lot of bear stories in Anchorage this year. A lot of bear sightings. Yeah, yeah, there have been. So Yeah, things are changing here. You might not want me to come visit if I have a dog with me. Oh, I've had dogs here for the last two years, it feels like, because the kids all have dogs and they bring their dogs when they come. So, Right. Well, you don't have to worry about it because, well, um, my parents said that they would watch the dogs if we wanted to come see you. Oh, isn't that nice? They like you. They would not (laughs) offer to watch. They would not offer to watch my dogs if they didn't like you. Oh, I'm glad they like me. I like them too. So anything else going on? Anything else you think we need to catch up on in this episode? Um, I think we've covered our bases pretty well. I feel like we'll probably end our podcast and then I'll say, oh, we should have talked about this. But this was just a general overview of the last month that we've been apart and just getting reacquainted. Yeah. You know, I don't really, you know, I mean, there were a few text messages here or there just checking in, but gosh. Seems weird. It does seem weird. It seems really weird, but... But as all the people listening now know, we can catch up where we left off. Yeah, absolutely. Even if it was on a cranky note. (laughs) Yeah, there's always tomorrow. See, there's always the next day. Yes, that's true. Yeah. And that's one thing I can say about my trip is for whatever reason, it must have been exactly what I needed because I had a stretch of really crappy days before... I went on this trip and I'm not exactly sure why, but I definitely had an attitude adjustment and I, I'm 
it's good to be back in Arizona and I'm feeling good. Yeah, trending better. And that's the where we need to be every day. Exactly. Well, I guess with all that shared, I am going to say cheers, Suzanne. Cheers, Michelle. Till next time. Thank you for tuning in to our podcast, Orange Juice Optional. What many of you wouldn't know is that this podcast has been a shared vision of ours for many years. And knowing what we know now, I can't believe we've waited so long to make our vision a reality. Right? I really think the hesitation on our part came from all the unknowns of podcasting. The biggest unknown being the toughest one. Where do we begin? That's when we found Podigy and Riley. And you know, if we had Godson music, I'd cue it right now. Riley is a know-everything-about-podcasting kind of guy, and the best part for us was that he was so nice and down-to-earth about everything. And by everything, I mean he answered so many questions, he gave so much reassurance, and he offered advice on things we hadn't even considered. Initially, Podigy helped us choose our recording equipment, find our music, create our artwork, and set up our templates for recording. And seriously, how many Zoom calls did setting up the templates take? Probably too many to count because we are technology challenged. But the best part of each one of those calls was the reassuring voice on the other end. I love that about Podigy. Now that our podcast setup is complete and things are running a bit smoother, knock on wood, Podigy is going to edit each upcoming episode, do our show notes, and get our show out there for the listeners. Their help takes so much off our plate that all we really need to worry about is our friendship, next week's topic, and if it's an orange juice needed kind of day. So if you're interested in podcasting, please don't let the unknown stop you. Please check out Riley at podigy.co. That's P-O-D-I-G-Y dot C-O. They have packages available based on each show's individual needs. Thanks again, Podigy. Our next toast is for you. Cheers. Cheers.